Well, hello teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the teaching middle school ELA podcast. Caitlin here with you guys and Jessica. Hey, everybody. We are excited. The month of July is all about writing. If you listened to last week's podcast episode, we covered why literary analysis is the most important type of writing. And it really is. We stand by that statement wholeheartedly. 100%. Yep. And so if you didn't listen to that one, go back and listen to it. We're getting really excited and, and ramped up for writing as we head into the new school year. I mean, it's kind of hard to think about mid-July, but we want to be prepared and make sure that you feel prepared and confident in yourself as a writing teacher as well. Um, so today we're talking about three things right writing frameworks do to create successful writers. So we're talking a lot about frameworks, the ripple effects of those frameworks. Um, but we also want to invite you to be a part of our free live event that we're hosting at the end of this month as well. So again, it's all about writing the month of July here at EB academics. And so of course our live event is going to be focused on that as well, where we will be covering four proven strategies for teaching literary analysis. So if you are a teacher who is just like, I hate teaching writing, I don't know how to teach writing, which just and I will be talking about how we were that teacher at the beginning mm -hmm. of our teaching careers as well. Um, and just the transformation that we've seen over time. So we'd love to invite you to come join us to that. We have a pop-up Facebook group giveaways, fun stuff. Like we want writing to be fun for you too, not just for your students. So come join us at ebacademics.com forward slash literary analysis. Again, that's ebacademics.com forward slash literary analysis. You can pick your date and time, join us in our pop-up Facebook group, and just really get to know our EB community and our approach and style to teaching writing and just why it really is a game changer and makes a difference in students' lives. All right. So without further ado, let's get into these three things that writing frameworks do. What do they do? What's number one? Well, first of all, they do a lot, right? We're going to be going <laughs> into this, but they give you confidence as a teacher and your students' confidence, of course. They give your students a roadmap to apply to other writing styles and your students will actually enjoy writing. Like, wouldn't you want all of those things happening in your classroom? And totally. I have to admit those did not happen in my classroom at first. When my first few years of teaching, I wasn't confident in my writing capabilities with my students. They were not enjoying it because we rarely did it. I'll be really honest. And they definitely did not have a roadmap. I was telling Caitlin earlier, like when I did squeeze in writing during my first few years of teaching, it looked something like all right, I guess I should do a writing assignment. Okay. We're going to write a rough draft today, probably for a narrative. We're going to peer edit a little bit the next day with no direction. It was really just trade papers. And then we're going to write our final draft. Like that was it. It was embarrassing. When I look back, I'm like, okay, they learned nothing from that. And I was stressed out and was like, Whew, thank God that's over. We're not doing right again. <laughs> and I'm sure so many teachers can relate to what you're saying. And what's so frustrating is that it's not our fault. No As teachers. We've just never been taught how to teach writing. I mean, I have a master's degree in secondary education with an English focus Yep. and I was not taught how to teach writing. Like if there was no. any place in the world that I should have been taught how to do that, it was in that program. And I, I wasn't, it's crazy. Right. No, no. It, I think that's the case for most teachers. So that's yeah. what we're here today to talk about how you can <laughs> teach writing. We're going to give you tips and strips with tips and tricks with this framework <laughs> to help your students become confident, successful writers. Yeah. Because we want you to feel that way too. You know, there's nothing worse. And I remember my first few years teaching writing in high school. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like at least you were teaching, you know, younger grades, like I'm teaching high school. I was 22 years old, didn't know what I was doing. And to stand up there and like, try to pretend like I knew how to teach these students how to write was just, it was really hard and really I took bet. away. 
you know, it put me in like this funk, like in my mind, like I'm not capable of doing this. Like I can't do this. And so if you're saying that to yourself and that's the narrative that you repeat over and over and over again, well, what's the reality going to be? Of course, that's going to be what it is. Um, so there, it was just such a blessing when you and I met each other, when Mm -hmm. we were kind of forced to create a writing framework at our school. Um, and it changed, it changed everything. And we've talked about this before. I'm not sure if we've talked about on the podcast, but I know in Facebook lives in our, in our private Facebook group community, um, where frameworks really were the common denominator in our student success. You know, we were at a back to school faculty meeting and I don't even know how many years ago was that? Like, well, it was 2013. So I had just had my son. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't even believe that was eight years ago as we say that out loud. Um, But we were at a a faculty meeting and we were looking at our students' test scores, you know, from the year after we had input and put into place all of this new um, writing framework, Mm -hmm. a new writing approach, because we were really focused on the Common Core State Standards for ELA when those like first came out and we were implementing them in our school. Um, And the, the writing test scores for fifth grade that you taught in seventh and eighth mm-hmm. grade that I taught were just crazy, like astronomical growth in the period of one year. And our principal was like, what are you guys doing in fifth, seventh and eighth grade? And we went back and like, you know, wanted to see, well, what, what was the success? Like, why did we see this type of success with our students? Because success leaves clues. And then we can do that same thing over and over again in our classroom and repeat what worked. Right. Um, and it all came back to the fact that we had a very clear framework for teaching writing and really heavily focused on literary analysis writing, which again is what we talked about in last week's episode. And so that's why we're talking now about why writing frameworks create successful writers. Like they're the key to building that confidence in our students, to giving students that roadmap for success and just for their enjoyment in writing in general. So let's talk about how does it give them confidence? Like why would a framework give students confidence in the classroom and also you as the teacher confidence in the classroom? Sure. I think for my students, well, actually I know for my students, it gave them a starting point. Once they had a framework with common terminology, like tag and premise and claim, that's all part of our EBW approach. Once they had that, they knew how to start their essays. It was like, okay, I know I need to start with a tag. Here I go. There's no sitting around. Like, I don't know what to write. I don't know how to start. No, they, it's kind of like a checklist. They knew exactly what they needed to do. And I think sometimes teachers think, well, oh, if you give a framework, doesn't that like stifle them and hold them Mm -hmm. back? And it's actually the opposite occurs, right? Because they have this framework. Now they have the basics and they can go further. Maybe I'll have three justification sentences instead of two, or maybe I'll have an extra body paragraph. So it just gives them the, the basic outline and then they can take it from there. And their confidence grows because they're like, wow, I just wrote, you know, a multi-paragraph essay. I had never done that before with another teacher and it's good, right? I have evidence (laughs) and it sounds nice. And I'm using strong vocabulary because those are all components that they learned within the framework. So I think students feel success right away. And once they have that first taste of a win, then Mm -hmm. they want to write more, right? They want that feeling again. And I think for me as a teacher, gone were the days then of just saying, okay, we're going to write a rough draft and do our peer editing (laughs) and our final draft. Like I mentioned before, instead I slowed down in order to speed up. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, my game plan today is we are going to focus on the framework for an introductory paragraph in a literary analysis response. And I break it down for them and we'd practice it multiple times until they were successful. So now I knew what I was teaching on a given day. And I had a plan. I wasn't just winging it in front of them 
and not seeing great results. Yeah. So writing became my favorite subject to teach because I was so confident in what I was doing. Totally. I could teach it in my sleep. Yeah. Like you could just throw me into a classroom and be like, okay, teach about body paragraphs. And I would say, God, no problem. Easy. Yeah. Don't need to prepare. Uh And I want to share, um, something from one of our teachers in our EV writing program, Stephanie, you know, just talking into this about how her students were getting ready for their state writing exam, but they were in a different classroom with like the math teacher at the school or whatever. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like that. I think I did that in high school. We like switched and rotated proctor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and the math teacher came back to Stephanie and said, okay, your students basically like got together in class before the state writing exam to review everything with writing. And they were like, okay, what's a tag and a summary? What else do you need? You need a claim and what else do you need? And the math teacher was like, they knew exactly what they were talking about. They felt confident going into this set, that state writing exam. And what an incredible experience for students to go into a test feeling like, stoked. I got this. I know exactly what I'm doing versus the opposite feeling of that, where they're like, Oh, a writing exam. I don't want to do that. I don't know what to write about. This is stupid. You know what I mean? Like that, just like bad vibe feeling. Totally. I just thought that was really cool. That speaks into how confident students become when a writing framework becomes just a consistent part of your writing classroom. And how cool for you as the teacher, when you see your students that confident, you're not stressing about that test and the results. You're like, they've got this. We've been doing this all year. Yeah. And the math teacher to come and compliment you. And you're like, yeah, I got it. Uh, You're like, I know. (laughs) So great. Totally. Love it. So number two Mm -hmm. um, that we're going to talk about in terms of, you know, what frameworks do to create successful writers is that it gives them a roadmap. And this is not just a roadmap with literary analysis, right? We, what we call our EBW approach, but it gives them a roadmap for all of the other writing styles too, except narrative writing, narrative writing. is kind of like on its own, own, but we have a whole part of our EB writing. We still use a framework for narrative writing too. That we do. It's just a little different than the other ones. Um, But it gives them a roadmap for success with literary analysis, right? They know, okay, an introductory paragraph includes X, Y, and Z. A body paragraph has this, this, and this. This is what a conclusion paragraph includes, which side note, before we had our writing framework Jessica developed for the EBW approach, I had no idea how to teach conclusions. I downloaded so many different things online over the years. I'm like, I don't know, just summarize it. And now in our framework, I'm like, oh, it makes so much more sense. I wish I had known that. Totally. And I'm going to jump in here with this. It's like, When we say framework, we're not just saying things like you need a topic sentence, a detail and a concluding sentence. Like that's that's still so vague for students. Yeah. We use really specific language so they know exactly what's needed. So when Caitlin says a roadmap for other writing styles, again, it's not just like, okay, I know I need a topic sentence. Well, what kind of topic sentence? So we really get Mm -hmm. into that so that they can feel that confidence, whether they're writing an expository essay, argumentative, et cetera. Right. And so when they do go into those other writing styles, like you could in theory on a piece of paper, just tell your students, this is what encompasses a compare and contrast essay. And you would write out, you know, tag number one tag. You know, I don't want to go into Mm -hmm. detail because that would be boring to just listen to me say that, but your students would have such a clear understanding of the various parts of any type of writing style and the language that you use across writing styles to have that clear roadmap for exactly what they're supposed to do and when they're supposed to be doing it in what type of writing style that they're, you know, that they're writing about. And it's so cool to witness this. Like I remember with my fifth graders, right? They learned the basic framework for the EBW approach. And I would always give them a graphic organizer that gives them the hints, 
but that was like the training wheels. Right. And then later in the year, when we go into different types of writing, like persuasive writing, for example, and I would say, okay, kids, you know, it's, this is the same framework. We're just adjusting one or two things. They'd be like, oh, okay. I don't need the Mm -hmm. graphic organizer. I know what I'm doing now. I know what I need. And like, how wonderful for them to have those basics down. So now they can focus on learning more about persuasive writing, like how to convince someone of something or powerful words to use, right? Where, so we could focus on those things instead of, all right, this is how we find evidence. This is how we justify. They already had that down and they could apply that framework. Yeah. And a perfect example is from, from one of our teachers, uh, Kayla, who's I think actually in both our EV writing program and our teachers club, she's a rock star teacher. We love Kayla, but she was just saying how, you know, they were doing a problem solution essay after they had done the EBW approach. And she just said that she was amazed at the progress that her students were able to make in a problem solution essay coming from the EBW approach. Um, and just the transformation that she saw in herself as a result of what her students did in that particular problem solution essay, you know, she said that she used to cry every single time she had to teach writing. She'd, you know, cry to her husband, whine to her coworkers, the whole nine yards. Like Mm -hmm. I remember being there doing that. And to the point that she just stopped assigning essays and pretended like they just didn't exist. And now, you know, the complete opposite of that, like she's so happy now it saved her sanity. She feels like a great writing teacher, you know, and her students are seeing huge successes across different writing styles because they have that clear roadmap to move from one style to the next. So I just think that's really powerful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. The third thing that writing frameworks can do to create successful writers is it allows students to actually enjoy writing. Like how many times in the past have you said, okay, you know, we're going to write today and you just get that, uh, right? Like the groans or the crickets in the classroom even, because they're just not excited about writing. Well, have you ever thought that maybe they're not excited about writing because they're not confident, right? If you're not confident at something or good at something, you're not excited about doing it. But once students learn the basics and have that writing framework, they know what they're doing. So they can go into a writing assignment. Like I've got this bring it on. Let's actually Mm -hmm. have some fun. And you can start being more creative with your assignments, giving them different types of writing. It doesn't always have to be an essay. We love doing graphic essays with our students, which are, you know, really fun ways to give the same information, still using a writing framework, but they're more artistic one pagers. Another example, great ways to engage students and get them excited because they know the framework. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to share something else from one of our teachers. I'm just looking at everyone. I love hearing these. Bring on the stories. And this one's from Paige. And she was saying um, that she's never seen students so excited about writing than she has this year, which is when she first implemented the EBW approach in our EB writing program. And she said, today we are finishing our personal narrative rough drafts. So working on their narrative writing, right? Mm -hmm. And they literally cheered when I told them we were going to work on them. Like, That's so cool. Such a great, you're going from groans to like cheers of excitement. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Love it. That is so cool to recap everything, you know, three things that writing frameworks do to create successful writers. One is they instill confidence in them Two, It provides a clear roadmap for them that ties into that confidence. And three, they enjoy writing. Like what a win, what great things that occur as a result of just changing things up a little bit and using a framework that clearly works for students. So if you're, you're going to say something, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, if we're piquing your interest here and you're like, okay, 
I'm kind of intrigued by these frameworks. I want to try it. I know that in the live masterclass we're doing during our experience here, we're going to be sharing part of our framework with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Game changer. You all, it is so good to stop writer's block. Like come join us so you can learn part of this framework. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we'll cover as a part mm-hmm. of our framework in um, our free live event that's happening at the end of the month of July. So it's called four proven strategies for teaching literary analysis. We have a pop-up Facebook group in conjunction with it, bonus trainings, free resources, all kinds of stuff to really get you set up as we head into the school year. Um, and also as we open our EB writing program again to public enrollment, cause we haven't been open since last summer. Yeah. Right. I mean, we only open in the summer cause it is like the best time that we can help teachers is in the summertime when Mm -hmm. you have time to dedicate to things like this. So come join us at ebacademics.com forward slash literary analysis. Again, that's ebacademics.com forward slash literary analysis. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week on the podcast episode. We're talking about three more things, but these are three things all great writing teachers already do. So I'm curious if you do any of these already, maybe you fall into that category. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week on the podcast. See you then. Bye.